Hello, and welcome to Fika with us, a podcast from Linköping University. On today's episode, we are joined by three current international master's students to discuss how they navigated their first semester on campus at Liu. My name is Connor. Let's start the Fika. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Hello. Hey. So today we are joined by three first-year international master's students, and as we record today's podcast, it is the very last week of the fall semester here at Liu, and most importantly, the last week of your first semester here at Liu. Now, the first semester can be a very hectic time at times. There's a lot that you got to take in. You're trying to. Get your accommodations set up. You're trying to get your paperwork from the migration office. You're trying to keep up with your classes. So it's a lot to handle at once. And there's going to be a lot of people listening to this podcast who are going to be on campus in the fall, and they're going to have the same anxieties that we all had when we first got on campus. And they're not going to know what to expect. So I really wanted to record this podcast today to get. Your perspectives, as you guys are just now getting done with your first semester, and I think you guys could have some valuable insights here. But before we get into all of that, I want to make sure to give you guys an opportunity to introduce yourselves. So, if we could,、uh, let's go around the table, and if you could give me your name, where you're from, what you're studying, and of course, what your favorite fika is. All right, shall I start? Absolutely. All right, I'm、uh, Fleur. I am Dutch and half German. I study the master in sustainable development, and I would say my favorite fika is filter coffee with a cinnamon bun. Very classic, but、okay. it's the best. <laughs> yeah. You don't he- you don't hear、uh, filtered coffee very often. They're all about <laughs> the espresso drinks here. I know. I started drinking coffee while I started studying here. And I feel like I just started to get used to the coffee, the filter coffee. <laughs> Honestly, same. I've always、yeah. been an energy drink guy, but、Ooh. slowly but surely getting、mm-hmm. into the coffee. It is Sweden, yeah. Okay, hello again. My name is Chelsea, and I'm from Uganda. I'm in my first year master's program in aeronautical engineering, and my favorite fika is Kaniel Bule. <laughs> yes,、Classic. and just goes with a T, any T. Absolutely.、Yeah. Uh, hey there, once again.、Um, my name is Erica. I'm both from、uh, Uganda and Austria, and、uh, well, I'm of course I'm in my first year uh, studying uh, strategic urban and regional planning. And my favorite figure is、um, there's a kind of it's not a cinnamon bun, but it has、uh, some chocolate in it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like a chocolate bullet, or I, I, no? It's just like a cinnamon bun, but with chocolate in it. Okay. Yeah, less sugar, and uh, yeah, uh, with uh, I would say some drinking chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, hot chocolate is also pretty big here. Yeah. I just started my thesis, and we have a、uh, like a coffee machine in our office that also does like hot chocolate. It's so clutch. It's so great. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for joining me today once again.、Uh, I wanted to really start off this conversation by just giving you a general question here: How was your first semester? Like, were you surprised by anything?、Uh, did you think it went well? How were your exams?、Uh, just 
give your first impressions of LIU. Okay, so for me, it was a pretty wild ride, I would say, because it's a, it's you move to another country and then you start your master program and um, you have to get adjusted to the new culture, to the new uh, systems. Um, but my program, it started off pretty uh, chill, I would say. I only have one course at a time, which is very nice, only for five weeks. Um, and then I have four courses in one semester, so it's uh, all <laughs> it's all fine. So zero to one hundred. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that was a uh, it was chaotic in the beginning, um, but it was really easy for me at least to find housing. So that was that was good. And then um, the courses were super nice. The teachers were very nice. Um, I find that the that for my program it was. A pretty easy beginning, um, but now I'm starting to feel the pressure a little bit for the second semester. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, my semester was heated up. I mean, everything was not as I expected because I'm from a place where education is taken so slowly and easy and, you know, things in class are not taken so seriously like it is here. I mean, in my home country... Um, studies would start two weeks after the start of the semester. But here, on day one, <laughs> day one, we're already diving into it. I mean, um, there were a lot of surprises. So definitely, my semester was hot because, one, the, the exams themselves were a bit different from what I was used to. The, more intense uh, yeah, or more less intense? intense. Yeah. yeah, more intense. And then the application, I mean, the engineering bit of it, in my home country, you would not need to use your head much. I mean, you go into the exam knowing, oh, yes, I'm going to reproduce everything the teacher said in class. But here in the exam room, you're sure he's going to, you know, uh, how can I say If you I don't know this? your stuff, yes, you're, you do not know <laughs> you're going to have a bad what time. It is, then you will not do well. So my first semester in LIU was hot but interesting as well. So in a scale of zero, to, oh, sorry, one to 100, maybe 50 that is 50-50 then. What's that scale on? Is that like how much you enjoyed it or? <laughs> no, both ways. Because everything is at 50. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Erica? Well, my semester started actually two months before the actual semester started, which is okay. quite interesting. So once we got the acceptance, our lecturers just sent in the reading list immediately. Naturally. Well, I didn't expect that. I thought they would send it at the beginning of the semester, when the semester I, I meant that as kind of a joke, because, yeah, that, that's not normal even for Sweden. That's really intense. Yeah, and when I looked at the list, I was like, oh, my God, you have to have, like, close to 200 books sorted out. Yeah. And then plus the articles and everything. So by the time, like, we started the semester, I was already cussing. Like... <laughs> <laughs> one thing for sure i said so many cuss words like for the first month like i was shocked i didn't know that i, I even had that uh, vocabulary in my mouth that's how <laughs> that's how it was but from a scale of uh, one to a hundred i i loved it 80 percent yeah it was uh, in everything then uh, of course, there was the bit of getting our papers sorted out by immigration and all that stuff, uh, getting your personal number, trying to open up a bank account. Yeah, and we'll get into that uh, 
actually right now probably, but yeah. I gotta <laughs> say, you know, I, I love the unfiltered honesty. Yeah. And that is true love right there. If you can curse that much and be so frustrated, but still be like, yeah. I would I would give this an eighty out of a hundred. This <laughs> yeah. is this has been a great experience so far. Yeah. So l- let's get into uh, the paperwork side of things. Kind of get the boring stuff out of the way. Well, not boring, but you get what I mean, right? Get the logistics out of the way. Uh, what was your experience like with the migration office? I know Fleur, it's probably a bit different for you yeah. because you're from the EU, but uh, Chelsea and Erica in particular, like. Uh, I wanted to get your perspectives. What was your experience like with the migration office? Okay. Um, for the start, a lot of paperwork is required for us who are not from within EU. So naturally, there was a lot to do. One, you get in and they tell you, okay, personal number, and you're like, where do I start from? <laughs> yeah. Okay, if you're someone who reads up a lot in preparation for something, you will not have so much of difficulty in starting up the process, but someone like me who was taken up by excitement during the preparations, you know, I came in and my classmates were talking about, oh, now I have a personal number. Okay, now I'm going to do this. I'm going to open a bank account. I was like, what? Wait. Until one of my friends actually led me, said, okay, fine, we need to do A, B, C, D. So it was pretty easy, the process of actually doing it because I had everything that was required you know, if you can present the authentic documentation in time, they will not give you a hard time to do that. So my personal yeah. number is out of the way. Same as the bank, um, it was pretty easy as well because they ask for things such as, yes, your personal number. And having your personal number means, yes, now you have your ID. And then things like that. And then the bank statement from back home, if you have those at hand, at the ready, I mean, it's going to be a smooth process for you. But I also know of people who, you know, found it rough. I found, sorry, I know of people who found it really rough because something, one or two papers was missing. So that complicated the process. But for me, not knowing exactly what to do and how to do it at the start complicated everything for me. But later on, you know, meeting people and hearing from A, B, C, D helped me smoothen out the process. How long did it take you to get an appointment? Because I know that's a point of contention. Like some people are able to get one the week after uh, they're making the appointment. Sometimes you get on the website and it's like next appointment is three months out. So okay. what was that process like for you? Okay. Um, within lane shopping, getting that appointment would have taken me a month. Mm. You know, it was four weeks. So um, I decided to look outside lane shopping and uh, look into no shopping. No shopping had more slots. So within two and a half weeks, I, you know, did my appointment and finished the process. So <laughs> you might want to look outside lane shopping in case you cannot make an appointment as soon as you wanted to. Yeah, and I can speak from experience too that North shopping is really where it's at when you're trying to get your residence permit card and when you're trying to get everything else sorted out, they usually have a, you usually have a better time getting an open slot over there. But yeah. Eric, I want to get your perspective on this too. What was the process like for you? And that is where 100% of the cussing came. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, mine was, because uh, uh, when we started up by filling out the forms for the personal number, I actually discovered that we were supposed to do that within the first week that we 
entered into the country. And if you did that like uh, later than like let's say two weeks, there was a penalty, which I I found quite shocking. But yeah, because I didn't know it it, it, it uh, happened that way. And then uh, of course trying to get the card and everything, uh, I, I had to also go to no shopping. And then uh, my card actually came out a bit later, which I found uh, kind of frustrating. And then. Onto the banking stuff, where we had to <laughs> another huge point of uh, contention, uh, frustration. A little yes. bit. Yes, yes. Because uh, when I tried to go to the bank, of course they needed the physical card and everything, plus your passport and um, a certificate of uh, registration from the school. Like you have to get that uh, on the Liu uh, page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had to go with each and everything, including your, um, including your um, the stuff for the apartment, like uh, oh, yeah. yeah, the contract showing yep. that you actually live there, and uh, basically sorting out the address bit. Yep. Yeah, you gotta have uh, proof of address, uh, proof you're enrolled in the school. You gotta have your decision for the residence permit. You've gotta have your bank statements and everything. Like da 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 da. They don't play around with the bureaucracy here. They they really do not. So if there's one piece of advice that we can give you here, if you're not an EU student, uh, it's have your papers in order as soon as possible. And I think you can both agree with that. Yeah. Oh, and then there's the waiting line. Yeah, the waiting game can be pretty rough. Uh, from my personal experience, um, when I first got my residence permit card, it took me forever to get the actual card itself. But when it came to get my personal number and my ID was just like that. Yeah. It was so simple comparatively uh they sent my residence permit card to the wrong address at first so i had to wait about an extra week just to to get that card so i can start the rest of the process it was it was a time but yeah with for non-eu students it can be uh it can be a bit of a hassle um but i don't know much about the eu experience and i'm particularly curious how you were getting around with without the personal number uh floor cuz i know that you basically need it for pretty much everything here so yeah. how does it work for you as an eu student uh yeah i think it was a lot easier for me for sure um i went and got my personal number in the first few weeks i think it was actually pretty easy. I had my address, I had my passport, I have, had everything ready. I went to uh, Yep. and uh, made an appointment and I think I got my person number within weeks. I, I d- I'm not sure anymore, but it was pretty easy and then I got my idea, ID. I got an appointment in Linshipping actually, but I also was looking at Norshipping because it, it takes a while. Um, yeah, and then I could open a bank account, which was also really easy for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I actually did not have any problems at all. Um, but that might be because I'm EU student or I was uh, lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on to the actual classes now, though. Uh, I wanted to get a sense of how you felt about the class structures here in Sweden and in Liu because I know it can be a bit different from around the world. Chelsea, you've already talked about that a little bit at length. 
did you guys find it easy to get used to the speed here to uh, get used to the kind of weird class schedules and class setups that we have here? Uh, for me, it was okay. Uh, the only problem was uh, the style of writing. Mm. Yes, because uh, here they use uh, APA, and uh, where I was doing my my bachelor's, we're using Oxford. So with the APA, you find that the author and the um, and the year is in between the sentence, and you're yep. like, how does this flow? Like while you're trying it to doesn't. read, it doesn't. <laughs> you actually get like there's a way you, you start reading, and you're like, you know what? I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it was. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I I had kind of the same thing uh, earlier this week because uh, I just submitted my second to last paper I will ever have to submit here at Liu uh, next to my thesis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just spent all morning today just doing citations in APA. So I I totally feel where you're coming from there. <laughs> But overall, did you find it pretty good? Like you were able to get through the classes okay? Uh, exams were fine? Yeah, I actually, okay, at the beginning, I just knew that uh, doing a master's was going to be harder than the bachelor's. Yeah. So I already had that mindset and I was like, you know what? When the going gets tough, the stuff get going. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Chelsea? Okay, for me... <laughs> It was quite intense. I mean, the speed, first of all. I feel like it was so fast-paced oh, yeah. you know, as compared to what I was used to. So my first few weeks were a bit hard. I mean, catching up alone was something else because um, I took a time lag of around one year before doing my master's. So definitely some of the content I needed disappeared in that time, probably. Yeah, so uh, what I noticed is here, they expect you, I mean, to start from 80, not start from 20, like bachelor's is allowed. Um, so definitely my first weeks was spent catching up. And that catching up means you're probably missing something that's already going on. So if you're missing something that's going on, you're going to fall behind on the assignments and everything like that. So my first piece of advice would be if you're coming to do especially an engineering program, Please oh, yeah. prepare beforehand. I mean, there's a lot of software we use. There's um, ANSYS, there's especially MATLAB for the coding, and so many others. Make sure you do your background checks on all those and make sure you know something or two about the software generally because it will be written up on the website, so no worries. And then moving on to exams, um, like I said, the content in my um, home country where I did my bachelor's, was quite different because there the teacher gives you everything you need to know. It's kind of almost spoon feeding you, but here you are not spoon fed. You're given the outline of what you need, and then it's, it's very up to individualistic. You. Yes, <laughs> then it's up to you to go deeper and further because your exam is going to be deep and you know intense, yep. not surface like bachelor's. So they expect you to be a real master student. What I knew was, what I thought was uh, masters would be a bit lighter because, you know, less classes, but no, classes <laughs> are 100% during the week. Yep. Yeah, so and I had a, a couple of comments here. Uh, first, on the exams, because I know this isn't done everywhere. I, I know for sure it's not done in the U.S. Um, did any of you actually do a retake of an exam yet? <laughs> 
No, not yet, but uh, I am hoping to do so if my grades for the last exam I did don't come out right. Because here, it's allowed to do the exam. Yeah. I mean, it, it's still <laughs> it's it's so shocking. a foreign concept. Yeah, <laughs> it's so shocking. Uh, because in my home country, when it is called a retake, one, you have to pay for it afresh. Okay. Then two, you don't have the liberty to do it any number of times you want you know you're limited you can only maybe do it once more and then you pay for that and it's a redo of the exam it's not you taking i don't know it's not you taking that same exam to make up for what you did wrong it's you doing a whole new exam because you failed flat and they'll take it into account when grading you finally so this in sweden was so new to me but so relaxing Mm -hmm. it kind of gives you you know, shows you the light at the end of the tunnel, you know? Yeah. And uh, just to give some context for the listeners here who may be unaware, uh, in Sweden, uh, it's not just a new thing, it's all throughout Sweden. Uh, you typically get three retakes on any given exam during the school year. So if you're not feeling good, Thank you for listening to this episode of Fika with us. If you like this episode and want to listen to more, you can do so by adding us to your podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Additionally, if you want to learn more about life and studies here at LIU, you can find more information at liu.se slash en. You can also keep up with our international student ambassadors on Instagram at university or via the international student blog on our website. Once again, Thank you for listening. Until next time, BCS. And it wasn't just the finals either. We had multiple midterm exams throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's another thing I want to bring up too, is that I'm not sure how it works for your guys' countries, but at least in the U.S., I was not used to having everything be fully uh, based on the final exam. Like your entire grade is based on the final exam. Was it the case for you guys during your bachelor's programs? Was this something you were used to or is this something that's kind of new? Uh, on my side, uh, it wasn't actually that new because we had a thing to do with uh, continuous assessment whereby each assignment that we were given actually amounted to the final grade. Mm. So that means even the midterms, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. My university was different, so it was just slightly different. Um, Yes, everything we would do during the semester would account for something, a percentage in the final grade. But um, coming to that, you would decide which assignments you submit for your grade. So that's the small difference. I mean, you... You we had the liberty to, to say, yes, okay, I did one, two, three, four, so I'll submit two and four. Maybe someone else would do one and three. Yeah, so that was the nice thing about it. On top of being spoon-fed, <laughs> that <laughs> was a plus. Yeah. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. yeah. In the Netherlands, it was like most of the times so you had to do a presentation that was graded, you had to do an assignment and an exam, and then everything uh, counted uh, you get graded on everything, and then you get an average mostly. Yeah, yeah. that's what what I, that's what I was used to mm-hmm. for for so long. Mm-hmm. And 
here, yeah, at least in my program anyway, uh, I know it can be different for other programs, but everything is the final exam. It doesn't matter how many assignments you have, how many labs you do, everything, your entire final grade is based on the exam. So uh, like we were talking about with Chelsea earlier, you better be ready for that yeah. exam. Oh, yeah. uh, you, you can't take a few weeks off because a few weeks is literally half the class. Mm -hmm. uh, the classes are only 10 weeks a piece here. Yeah. So you got to be ready. Um, but to get off the topic of schoolwork here for a bit, I wanted to ask about the social aspect of things. Because I know it's one thing to get all of your paperwork taken care of, to get studying for your classes and make sure you're keeping up with everything you need. But the social aspect is also another thing that you really got to keep up with. You know, it, it can be difficult to make new friends, to find new groups to be a part of. So I wanted to get your perspectives on this. Like, did you find it easy to make friends in your program? Um, how are you getting along with uh, the Swedes? And uh, are you actually learning the language at all? Okay, so for me, um, it was a lot in the beginning because uh, there are so many social activities to do yeah. here at the university. Like the student life is incredible. Um, so in the beginning, I was very overwhelmed because you have I have housemates, I have my class. I uh, joined the Navitas, the student association mm -hmm. in the travel committee. Um, and then you have all the parties. Um, and so many parties. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I found a lot of people in the beginning and I hung out with so many people, also a lot of uh, Erasmus students. And um, I feel like now after the holidays, I'm kind of starting to settle, settle in a little bit. Uh, I found my core friends, my group um, so that's been been really nice. But the beginning, it's all about socializing and yeah. it can be very exhausting. Yeah, you're going to have so many get to know you events, oh, yeah. so many welcome parties. Mm -hmm. It's it can especially Nolepe oh, can yeah. be very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So just know that going in. But it, it's mostly harmless. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then with the Swedish, my uh, most of my classmates are Swedish, actually. Um, and they're lovely. Uh, I really, really enjoy spending time with them. Um, I notice a cultural difference, though. They uh, they take it a little slower with friendships, um, but it's been really, really nice. Yeah. What about you guys? Okay. Um, the social aspect of my life in Lean Shopping. Okay. The very first uh, set of friends I made were from my program because right after roll call, you know, everyone wanted to socialize because we we're only 18 in class. So it was easy to know everyone on a personal level. We have only two Swedes in class. So that was enough to, you know, show us around, you know, tell us what's expected of us in a new country in, you know, the traditions, the customs and the different things. So that was my first step to making good friends. You know, I still have those friends up to now. And then um, as Fleur talked about, there were so many events, so many parties, so many barbecues, so many, so many you barbecues. know, They love to barbecue here. <laughs> yeah. So shortly after that, I joined ISA. So joining ISA opened up a new world for me as well, because I got to meet so many students, including Erasmus students, including, you know, people who are just here for a month or two. So I'm someone who is also extremely social. So it was so easy for me to blend in. 
you know, I've not had so much of a hard time here in lane shopping in the friends aspect of it because um, Isa gave me that platform, yes, and also my classmates gave me that platform to meet their friends and their friends and their friends. So there are quite a number of people I know already and it's a very good thing because it helps you when you feel homesick. You know, it's a very important thing, friendships. Yeah. And fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like every episode I have done this year, there's always been at least one segment where it, it's basically an unpaid ad for Isa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe this it's just us ad. as the international ambassadors, but yeah, there's Isa's where it's at. There's oh, yeah. so many different events going on. And especially as international students, it can be very difficult to feel included sometimes like i've talked at length sometimes about how uh segregating it kind of feels because uh all of the swedish students tend to stick together and all of the english language students tend to stick together Mm -hmm. so isa provides a a really good platform for us to meet new international students and the events are usually really good anyway erica uh i want to get your perspective on this well, um, I will start by just giving a small advice that would actually work out for most people. Okay. Uh, treat uh, making friendships like a blind date. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because every single day you'll meet different kinds of people and then you'll find people that you, how can I say, uh, sync with yeah. or not sync with, but just enjoy like the few, the moments when yeah, they come. Yeah, like you'll have a good connection. Yes. And always create time for enjoyment because um, yes. time for sadness creates itself. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Yeah. So, I love that. Yeah. That is a great quote. And so, also, if you're interested in learning more about, you know, maintaining that, uh, you know, work-life balance, uh, we have an episode on that. It was a couple episodes ago. Shameless plug. But yeah. Anyway, please continue. <laughs> And then uh, one thing that I loved about this semester was uh, going out yeah. and trying out new things. Um, I was in the past, I wasn't really a club person. That's one thing I would say. Like to go to the club, I would just last like one hour and I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> the Swedes oh, love clubbing. Oh, yes. Yeah. But what, what I realized is that I think it's because I did the clubbing at the beginning of my bachelor's and that like kind of, how can I say, cooled me down a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so when I started trying to do it again, I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I don't think I can do this. What no. do you mean it's 3 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I would be done by 10, uh, 10 p.m. Wow. Yeah. Like, I would come in like around 9, 9 p.m., 10 p.m. I'm done. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Yep. Yeah. But yeah. I tried it this semester. I loved it. And I think I'll keep doing it. Yeah, probably until I'm 50. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, we're getting close to the end of our time here. But before we go, I wanted to give you the opportunity. If you could give one piece of advice to somebody who might be coming in in the fall or maybe an exchange student coming in this term, what advice would you give them as far as making the most of their first time here in Linköping? I would say, uh, say yes to everything. Um, 
within your boundaries, of course. Of course. But there is so much to do. And especially in the beginning, it's so important to join all the activities, uh, even if it's scary to meet all these strangers. Um, but everybody in the beginning is so open to becoming friends. And if you just say yes to everything, you can experience so many nice things. Absolutely. Okay, mine, I'll start with um, <laughs> the first thing. Uh, which is about academics. I mean, we're here for the academics, topmost, you know, before every other thing. So that does not mean your social life should go down the drain. One, for the academics, make time for it. When it's time for class, it's class time. You know, it's not time for playing around. So get all the documentation you require for the, you know, the different courses you're going to take so that you're ready, so that you're prepared, so that when class time is done, throw the books aside and go out, meet new people, you know, do things, participate in so many other activities. Because if you get that balance right, you are going to be happy. I mean, your mental health is going to be really, really happy with you. Yeah, the balance between the two, but the both things are important, so do not cut out any one of them. Absolutely. That is an interesting question. I'd actually never thought of it. (laughs) But uh, my advice to whoever is coming would be, well, if you have a talent that you're so passionate about, it's going to be your savior. Like if you're into music, trust me, there are times when you just want to, you know, get onto your drums or get onto your, your guitar or something like that. Play it as loud as you can and uh, advertise yourself. Like make sure that people know that you can that you can actually do it, because that one thing that you're good at, uh, you never know it could actually be your career. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good advice, actually. Yeah. yeah. I feel like uh, we often kind of throw those things to the side when uh, we get so stressed out with schoolwork or you know trying to make time for social life, but. Yeah, you got to work on yourself and you got to really dive into the things that you're good at and then also that you love, right? So I I think that's a really great note to end on here. So I want to thank you all once again for joining us on this podcast. I really appreciated talking with you. This is a great conversation. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fika with us. If you like this episode and want to listen to more, you can do so by adding us to your podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Additionally, if you want to learn more about life and studies here at LIU, you can find more information at liu.se en. You can also keep up with our international student ambassadors on Instagram at linchoping.university or via the international student blog on our website. Once again, thank you for listening. Until next time, VCS.